God damn it. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Neck and Chubby Talk, Talk Scary, scary stuff. stuff. And yeah, so yep. <laughs> this, this, this one, I, I could see it on your face. It's not your favorite. It was fine, but yeah, um, uh, this was the first one that was like hard for me to get through. Uh, yeah. See, it, it could just be me biased because I like anime in the first place. I, I don't dislike anime. So, so here, here's, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I, I stopped because I didn't want to get into it. Um, but so like the, I think I had a hard time watching this movie, not because of the movie itself, but like physically. So the, the style of animation, like it, yep. it's, it's late nineties. Japanese animation house. Mm -hmm. So it's like that kind of um, like almost muted colors and, but everything's like really fast moving. Yes. And uh, like it kind of blurs a little bit and watching it with subtitles was, which, which thank you for doing that by the way, because it's, I watched it both. I watched it two Mm -hmm. times in the past. Like, um, I'd say like the from the month yeah. that we talked about it. I watched the first one in Japanese and then the other mm. one in um English. In English. And it has like a completely different context when well, you watch it in Japanese. Yeah, I feel like um when when they overdub stuff, I, I don't know what the process is, but I feel like there's always not just something lost in translation, there's law there's something that gets lost in like um inflection and tone. Exactly. That's yeah. that's the thing. Cause the Japanese language is so like it's very derivative. Like, for instance, yeah. if you watch a show or something like that, and it's an uh, English dub, and like, let's say, like, uh, mm-hmm. a guy hits or punches a wall, and he's just like, ah, that hurt. <laughs> Where in the Japanese version, he's just like, motherfucker, that yeah. kills. Like, it just has a different yeah, context. And it's, and it's to like it. a sound to it that, like, kind of is different than English. Like, it's a, like, you can tell, like, when panic is happening or like when someone's scared or mm-hmm. when they're happy, stuff like that. It, and you know, I feel like they, they use, it, it's kind of a weird thing. Like they use voices, like specific types of voices, like little girl voices or like, yeah. Or like, um, like a, like a heavy dude's voice for specific roles and stuff because they're trying to convey something through the voice and not just through what you're seeing and hearing. Yeah. It, it plays so, into the character very, very, yeah. very deeply. I know what you're talking about, but that that's an anime thing. It's yeah, not absolutely. just this movie. Sure. No, no, no. That's um, what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's the whole thing about that. But, um, uh, but I can understand it's a hard movie to get through. Yeah. And, and I, I think it was just hard to get through because I, like, I, I don't have, I'm always trying to like write things down like at, oh, as dude. I'm watching these yeah. at the same time. So not being able to do that while I was watching the movie because mm-hmm. I had to read was really well, see, was, that's made what's it fucking hard about difficult. it, too. It's it, I have that in my notes about mm-hmm. some stuff, too, is that it's it's not a movie you can just kind of throw on and just kind of no. catch here and there. You're nope. going to be very dedicated to watch it. Yes. And um and that's because kind of made it hard. Yeah. Um the the movie's only what a hundred and it's like it's like twenty minutes long. It's yeah. super short. It's like yeah, I think it's like a hundred and thirty. Like it's not a yeah, long it's, movie. It's uh, and um it feels like it's like a three hour movie with yes. all the different 80, shots. Eighty one minutes. Like yeah, it's eighty one it. minutes. That's it. Oh yeah, hour damn. and twenty minutes. Hour and twenty minutes. Way yeah. less than what I thought yeah. it was. 
but so much ha- so much nothing happens and then yeah. between nothing there's just so much stuff but there was there's a so lot much of layer yeah and there was a lot of stuff that happened like while stuff wasn't was, happening yeah <laughs> things you catch more and more so yes. that's a we'll we'll get into more of it in a little bit but i kind of want to yeah. know what's going on with like the, the with the community today yeah and so shit. Let's, let's do a little horror news so number one on the list the first Hellraiser trailer, dude. Is out. It looks dope. I it can't looks wait. Great. <laughs> it really does look fucking great. I know there's a little bit of controversy because of some casting choices, which is but whatever. It's the it's, one. So that you're talking about um, Pinhead, yeah, Pinhead being a transsexual woman. Well, it's not even that. I, I, it's because it, it's it's all about masochism and like you know weird. Not well, it's, it's not a, that's the thing about fucking talk, Hellraiser is that canceled. it's a it's a psychosexual yes. fantasy horror movie. Yep. So yeah, it actually in a way kind of makes sense. Absolutely, it it does. But the only thing I miss Doug Bradley's oh, voice. For, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that like just like just like the Nightmare on Elm Street with um with what's his face uh ah uh, England. But, no, Robert. I mean, not Robert. Oh, you're talking about the remake that they yeah. did? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I actually, I got like halfway through it. Uh, oh, I it. forget his. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, okay. So just like that. I mean, he's great. And if he was the first Freddy Krueger you ever saw, it would be fine. And mm-hmm. he'd be creepy as hell. But Robert Englund is Freddy Krueger. Like, and, oh, and it's the, not. All day. All yeah, day. I like mean, the sarcasm. And exactly. The, yeah. And I mean. With, uh, they can do that for yeah. a Jason or some shit. But they, they could even they Mike could even Myers. do that. They they did they can do it with Mike Myers. They can do it with Jason. They do it every movie with every Scream movie. Mm, true. And to an extent, they could do it with Chucky. Uh, sort uh, of. So Brad Dorf, I know Brad Dorf is 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 Chucky. However. You could get somebody who does a really good Brad Dorf impression. I got yeah, you know it. something that is true. Like I mean, and it wouldn't it wouldn't lose as much of the gravitas that it had. But Freddy Krueger, like that's Robert England's face. Like that's what he like his sarcastic like. inflection yeah. and all yep. that stuff. That's what makes Freddy Freddy. But yep. the thing about um, Pinhead. Pinhead. Is that he? I, I can see he has that very not even masculine. He sounds like subhuman, so and I'm aware that that has a lot to do yes. with editing the sound. But he has a voice, like you said, that is just like great, like gravelly, and like yeah, it's iconic. Like it's so, it's so deep, and he's got that fucking accent that's just want the terrifying. Responsible yeah, for this. like exactly. that. Really, and the grasp. way they layer it. But I do have to say, um, the way they layer um, her voice. In this does sound creepy as shit. Yeah. It's really, it does look really fucking Th- this good. This is the list. Of, this is on the list of movies that I, I would like to see be remade because of how far the CGI has come and shit like that. Not remade. But I rehashed. wouldn't mind. See, not even rehashed. Just keep the series going. Just use it. Like, don't erase. See, they fucking did and it's been bad since... 97? But, but it, I guess reboot is better than remake. Right, okay. Is a better way to say it. With that, that said, they, like for uh, The Five Exorcist getting... Uh, well, the yeah, Exorcist. They, they do a thousand of those, though. So that's the thing. Is This is the first Hellraiser actual remake yeah. remake they made. Or reboot, yeah. That actually looks like it fits. It does, and it, and it looks good. Another movie I want them to fucking remake is mm-hmm. Event Horizon. I want oh. to see them do that in a new way. 
I, I mean, re, I could say revisit the concept, but you'd have to have Sam Neill in there. Yeah. You'd have to. It'd have to be. He's so creepy in that at the end when he's all cut up. Oh, just when is it like that? Just that scene with his eyes stitched open, like stitched shut in there. Event Horizon is another one that actually, when did that movie come out? I think it was 97 as well. Oh, I think it, it really? it's, it's pretty old. Cause I was thinking, I was like, shit, there's like kind of parallels to perfect blue in that too. Um, there's yeah, some there stuff is. like the descent into unknowing madness. <laughs> well, yeah. But the thing about, um, about this movie <clears throat> compared to like event horizon, stuff mm-hmm. like that, whereas this feels like a force of nature. Yes. Event horizon was all very much supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the difference between me. No, you're right. Like, you're this absolutely is a, right. Like perfect blue. I said it to Tim on the way here. It's a mm-hmm. movie I would, um, I'd put it in like the same category as like The Shining, whereas The Shining wasn't exactly a ghost story per well, se. Well, I'm yes talking about Kubrick's. No. Not that I'm not going by the novel. Obviously, okay. that's through and through a ghost story. Because you're never sure if if the yeah, it's like almost like it seems like it's you. illusion. But you've um, always been here, Jack. Mm-hmm. That shit. Yeah. Um, All right, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But uh, what what else is going on today with... Uh, uh, let me see. We got... Uh, so this is kind of cool. Uh, Showtime's making a Let the Right One In series. And I'm kind of... Really? Yeah, I'm okay. thinking it would be awesome. Both the Swedish version and the American remake oh, were the, the, really good. The American remake is pretty well spot on. I liked it on. a lot. That pool scene is like fucking... Creepy as shit. Fantastic. And, and they did a really good job of not just like rehashing scenes. They made it fit america yeah you know, i do like is it russian or is it swedish swedish it's swedish okay yeah. Um, so yeah so they're making a series i'm not sure uh what the story is gonna be um it's gonna be a takeoff of the novel like the source material it's gonna be like similar in the storyline but i don't know if it's gonna follow it directly it's not really clear so We'll see. I mean, it it's definitely going to be good. It, it sounds fun. I mean, that's a fun yeah. story, and it's a sad story too. Like that sad story. It's um, it's not really about fucking vampires. No, it's about a bullied kid making friends with a vampire. With a savior. Who, yeah, basically. <laughs> like yeah. he comes from. Like we'll probably touch yeah, up we can, on that one. Too. Uh, I that feel like that's one that should be on the list. It's on my list. It is on your yeah, list. It's okay. on my list farther All down. Right, cool. Yep. Um. So moving on. Uh, I watched Nope. Oh, how was it? I don't know how I feel about that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but people, have, not even mixed reviews. Everyone just like, I mean, it's good. It's usually met with that. It's never like a, yeah, like a hundred percent. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's about, I mean, so like the, the, the through line is it's about like spectacle. Okay. And like what it means to be, like famous, I guess, kind of to a degree. All right. But there's a through line of like weird forgotten trauma. Like I'm not it's common. I, I don't peels movies. There's a, there's a, there's a scene that like keeps, they keep coming back to that. I want to talk about, but if I tell you, it'll blow the whole thing. So I'm not going is to that on anything yet. Or is that still in theaters? And uh, kind of, I don't, it's, I think it's on, I think you can get it pretty much anywhere at the moment, but I'm, I mean, you can buy it now. Obviously yeah, that's stream, true. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can rent it on yeah. a bunch of different shit, but it's one I did want to see. I wanted to see it in the theaters. If it's, it's still in theaters, I, I, I imagine, but it, it was cool. 
I liked it. It was neat. Like it was, it's a, you know, it's another one of those like, cause Jordan Peele's movies are like their societal horror. Yeah. More and he's than, yeah he, he's got a lot to do with like the black movement in cinema and which stuff is, like that which is which cool. is great it's, it's, it's cool a neat I perspective thought, to see like get out was really neat um us was cool us was cool that was one i had to watch a couple times yeah. to be like what the fuck is this yeah it was cool i liked that movie a lot but um and the the, the weird little twist at the end i i kind of saw it coming me me too but it was like it, it didn't it didn't grab the way I thought it was going to. Well, yeah, because it didn't. Um, there was no payoff to it. No, she just like took right. her. She just like took her place, and there was no reason to even really do have it happen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it was like okay, so that so they switched places, and now they're just in the same roles they would have been if they had not switched places. Like, <laughs> yeah, this you know, is weird. Um. All right, so we can move on. So this one I am fucking excited about. Deathgasm is finally getting a fucking sequel. Hey, that movie fucking rules. <laughs> so, dude, I, I it's, love it's that movie. a sequel? It's finally getting a fucking sequel. All right. And so, have you ever seen that series. one? Oh, dude, it's, okay. so, it's so good. good. It's awesome. It's about a fucking kid. It's Australian, yeah, right? It's New Zealand, yeah. New Zealand, yeah. It's a fucking outcast death metal kid. That befriends another death metal kid. They start a oh, band. It's yeah. so fucking good. And it's like the, like the, the demons are fucking neat. Yeah, in it. The, like, the, the, <laughs> the first time you see the demon in the classroom, the, the teacher, yeah. he starts like farting blood. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> that movie is so good. It does. It's. That movie does everything you want it to do. Like, it was, like, kind of predictable, but I was like, fuck yeah, I wanted that to happen. That's awesome. I wouldn't care, but I see the meme every once in a while. It's the girl and him in, like, like corpse paint. Yes. Like black metal paint. And they're sitting having ice they cream. having ice cream, just, like, yeah. she's, like, staring at him, and he's oh. just like, fuck. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's so good. And all of the cast members are coming back. Oh, great. The whole cast is coming back, and um, it's also getting a comic book series. Oh, I'll Which die is into fucking that. dope. So they're saying the reason. So it was it was dead. It was in development hell. So the the original director and writer had some uh, issues, right? I guess with some stuff that he said online, which just blows. Um, and uh, since Eddie from Stranger Things has been like such a big deal, and everybody loves him, he's gonna be in it. No, he's oh, gonna be, but oh. they're, they're they're like saying that like because like metal is getting like a, a renaissance at the moment for some reason, which is weird. I don't know. I, I, kind I of haven't f- fucking seen that. Kind of, that's what I, I don't feel like it's like a renaissance. I kind of feel but like all it's, right. for I mean, then again, <laughs> that's always here. what I kind of look into anyway. So yeah. it's nothing new to me. Right. But then but you do have like Rihanna walking around in a fucking hoods shirt. Yeah. And like, you know, Chris Brown wearing a a cut with oh, uh, that, anthrax they, yeah, on the like, back, like just weird. He shit He had like a that. fucking vest with a Chromax patch, and I was, was just it a Chromax like, patch. Yeah, there's like that was like there's no way. Yeah, it's just weird stuff. So I, I don't know. I guess people are starting to see metal again as a cool thing. <laughs> <if> it never <laughs> was, but anyways, I'm that one. I'm I saw that. I am beyond pumped. Yeah, I'm fucking um, happy about that one. So another one that's so. Tons of horror series coming out, and which is awesome. So there was the Chucky series. Yeah, let the right one in. Um, you know they they kind of rebooted 
Walking Dead to like keep that going. Yeah. Um, and fucking Scanners. Is <laughs> they do be Scanners a over? Fucking HBO Max series. Nice. Okay. That's kind of dope. That's fucking um, cool. Not I haven't seen the original on. one in like years. Oh, dude, years, that movie's years. great. Uh, so not a lot of not a lot of info on that one, but they're just saying it's coming to HBO Max. Um, all right, so moving on. Hey, speaking of fucking HBO shows and shit like that, um, weren't they supposed to bring back Tales from the Crypt and then that just never happened? I think it got fucking blown to hell. Yeah, oh. I mean, so with the with streaming and stuff, they might it might still come back. But so what happened was, um, Hulu came out with yeah. Creep Show. Uh, Shutter came out with Creep Show. Uh, Shutter did, but it's Shutter, on, it, but it's on. Hulu. It's like a park, it's yeah, like a, it's a partnership deal. Thing. So, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know if they just were like, eh, let's just wait. But um, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens with that one. Um, another one that's cool is coming out. Oh, another series, Chucky season two is coming out. All right, cool, cool. That's fucking dope. Uh, I have to watch that. Everybody says it's really well done. Yeah, I haven't gotten into it yet either. And I, I, um, I think Brad Dorf does the voice in it. It'd be I, a I, I waste he if does. he didn't. I, I'm pretty sure he does. So that'll that's cool. Um, yeah, he definitely does actually. Because it him because I was watching uh, Dead Meat. Uh, you know, Dead Meat. <laughs> that dude's awesome. Uh, so I was watching. Uh, he just redid all the kill counts for oh, the Chucky yeah, series. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That and dude, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about um, how Don Mancini. And Brad Dorif and uh, what's her face, Jennifer Tilly, have followed that series. They've been with the series since the beginning, or oh, since that, when well, each of them come on, came in, and they yeah. stayed with it the whole time until they did that stupid remake with uh, Mark Hamill doing the voice. But whatever, I actually didn't hate. I didn't that hate it one, either, but, but it's it, also it's just not like a, it, it could have been. Feel... It, it could have been its own thing. It's yeah. not a fucking child's play movie. It, it it was a completely different concept. It was like AI mm-hmm. taking over. There was no yeah, like he was more of a Dumbella. He, he was like the a, power. He was like more like an iPad than he was a doll. Yeah, like exactly. It, it, it was, was weird. Yeah, he was Siri <laughs> walking around killing people. Um, but all right, so a ton of fucking oh, so all right, the last one I'll do. Uh, that's that's stupid. Is uh, they're remaking Strangers, which is Strangers, uh, like the. The one with like the people break into the house. Yeah, that, that is a movie I that does not need to be remade. That has a yeah, it doesn't. It, it, it's well, got a sequel. How fresh it is, and then the it's sequel just new. came out. Considering yeah, like recently, it, um, I, it's stupid. I I don't know why they're doing it. They're saying it's getting a remake, not even a reboot or a sequel. A fucking remake, like a full scale remake. Bizarre. Yeah. So bizarre. okay, that's that. It just that doesn't feel like it needs to be Weird. there at all. Doesn't need to exist. Yeah. I mean, it was like what was it? Uh. Liv Tyler and Ethan Hawke. I think it was Ethan Hawke. I forget, but I don't know that that movie was great. I liked it. I, I it liked need it. It's remake. not really one that I kind of go back yeah. to all the time. But like, I mean, yeah, to cool. say I didn't, uh, to say yeah. I hated it is fucking. A what's, lie. The, what's the what's the the line? Uh, is is who home? What's the chick's name that she asked for? The the one with the doll face. She's like, oh, is good. Yeah, home? See, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, all right. So we can move on. Um, dude, have you seen the trailer for Barbarian yet? No. Holy shit, that looks fucking awesome. Barbarian? Barbarian. So uh, the premise of it is, so um, the dude who plays Pennywise. Uh, oh, Skarsgård. Yeah, One he, of the many Skarsgårds. Yep. Yeah. He's uh, he's in it. But uh, so this girl rents an Airbnb in Detroit. Okay. And she gets there and 
Skarsgård's like already staying there and he's like she's like well what the, what the hell they must have double booked the house and he's like all right well you know if you don't have anywhere to go this isn't really a great neighborhood why don't you just stay here for the night and he according to the trailer he disappears and oh, she like neat. looks around the house for him and she like finds this like big tunnel like underneath the house and some like fucked up shit happens oh yeah it's but supposedly it's like one of the scariest movies of the year like with like black phone Oh, Black Phone, did you see it yet? I've heard it's awesome. I it's haven't pretty good. it yet. It's not bad. It's it, it's different. I hear it's, I hear it, it's, it's, yeah, that's what everybody says. It's different. It's pretty cool. So, uh, I don't know. Barbarian looks fucking awesome. Everybody says it's great. Uh, the, the director has already said he's not making a sequel. He's like, nope. Yeah. It's a so standalone it's a, movie. It's a it's, it is what it is. Yep. He's like, any sequel would kind of like ruin the, the mystique movie. behind yeah, it. So. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. A whole shit ton of sequels are coming out. Um, one of the things that came out the other day, uh, Scream 6 is going to be set in New York City, which really? is a huge okay. departure from all the other movies in the franchise. Yeah, what, what was they called that? Like Shady Grove? Whatever yeah, the they were in some, no, some town in, uh, in California. What the? Woodsboro. Woodsboro, yes. Yeah. So they were all in uh, Woodsboro, California, except for the one when they were in college, but I think they're in like, they're like Woodsboro State or something. I don't know. Right. But, so uh, aside from the third one, they've all been set in Woodsboro. This is this is like a completely new setting for it, um, and they said it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of wacky. So uh, that'll be cool. Uh, I can't wait for Halloween ends. Yeah, that I'm excited for that one. You know, uh, Laurie. It's gonna be the last time she ever. That's gonna be the last Jamie Lee Curtis ever plays her. So well, since well she's Jamie Lee Curtis up there in age, yeah. dude. Like, well, but she said she said definitively. She's like, this is the last time I'm gonna play this character. I'm done. So that's kind of cool. Um, so the new trailer for VHS 99 is out. I saw I someone just movies. said something about that. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I have liked. I like the first two. I didn't oh, I like I didn't like viral viral. I couldn't stand. Oh, viral was it was fine. Those movies are junk food. I mean, they're they're <laughs> Dude, no, the second <laughs> one is fucking great. It's is so that, much fun. Is that the one with the? Um, it's the one like with the one that that sticks out to me the most is the cult and uh, the cult. Yeah, yeah. That, the, the 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 they're in China. Yes, and they fall and like the big fucking monster happens that comes out at the end. That's really fucking cool. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, that one's great. But the VHS, uh, what was the last one that came out? Was it the VHS, 80s? Uh, not VHS viral, 90, 91 or something. I think it is ninety one. That one was cool. Rat. Yeah, the, the rat, rat monster, mark. rat mo- dude. That one's that's crazy, uh, but this one looks cool. I mean, horror anthologies are just rad to begin with. Those are my favorite <laughs> out of like in the whole genre. I think horror anthologies like the one they're that always awesome. sticks out to me. Yeah, they're fun. What's well, also just like I think I've touched up on it before. Like when I was a kid, that's like Tales from the Crypt, Twilight yeah. Zone. That was always on. Oh, dude, my, me and my show. father would like watch them and shit. Dude, when I was a kid, Creep Show two. The Hitchhiker. It's, it's, it's scary. fucking that scared, scary. That was the first thing that ever scared the <laughs> shit out of me was the Hitchhiker. Like when, cause she gets home and she's like safe and he's like, hey lady, and she pops out from underneath the car. Yeah, dude. And they zoom in on his face. That fucked me up when That's I was a right, kid. That's right, lady. Yeah. That's right. Oh, dude, that messed me up when I was a kid. <laughs> the one that got me out of the creep show series was the, um, was in the first one. It was the beach. And I, oh, I think we yeah. just watched That's it like not that long one. ago. Uh, the Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. The raft oh, was the beach. Good. The beach, yeah. The, the beach, the, the yeah. raft was cool. I mean, there was titties in it and stuff. Like, <laughs> um, the beach, yeah. No, Leslie <laughs> Nielsen being a serious, being a bad guy. Yeah, and like just that, what a fucking shit way to yeah. die. Like just having your neck buried up in sand as you slowly watch the tide come in. <laughs> Dude, fuck that. Yeah, that sounds terrible. 
Um, all right. So the last one, I wish I hadn't left this for last. This was stupid. I just didn't, I just procrastinated on it. But, uh, did you see Constantine with, uh, with Keanu, Keanu Reeves? Yeah, <laughs> dude, not in, <laughs> well, you've seen it. I've seen it, I mean, but it, I don't was, even really remember what it's about. I liked it. So it's a comic book movie. Yeah. I know. It's like, he's like a exorcist, right? Yeah. So it, it's kind of, it kind of fits in with. Uh, Lucifer and the Sandman like loosely okay it's not I don't think it's actually I think it's Marvel I think that's stuff DC but I don't know and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong I'll get yelled at I think it is but, DC I think I remember that much but uh so there was a huge problem with casting when they did Keanu Reeves people were pissed off because in the comic book uh he looks like Sting and he's a British guy oh really? yeah <laughs> so they're like what the fuck this is weird but I liked it I thought it was cool um and it's finally getting a sequel like 10 fucking years later. Shit. Well, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I, don't know. I liked it. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Uh, Is uh, a perfect circle going to do the soundtrack? <laughs> right. <laughs> now I thought, I thought it was really 2005. That movie came out. Yeah. Holy so shit. it's coming up on 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I thought it was cool. Rachel Weiss is super hot. I, mm. I was a big fan of hers. Mm. Um, and uh, what's her face? Uh, the, the, the ambiguous looking, chick that's in uh dr strange what oh olsen no no ambiguous dude she's super hot uh the yeah, ambiguous yeah, one the the oh what the hell's her name but she plays uh michael the archangel in in constantine and it was really weird everyone was like what the fuck <laughs> weird but um and then when lucifer pops up he's he's satan or whatever it is yeah. he's, he's fucking scary that's cool one looks like this. I forget who the, the, the actor is, but he looks like the singer of uh, Rumstein. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought that, I, I liked that movie. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. I, I um, should go back and watch it. I mean, the concept cool. I mean, of it, I do like, but it's junk. It's a junk food. It's a junk movie. food movie. Yeah. It's a fucking comic book movie. All right. So, uh, all right. There's one more thing I want to bring up. Though. Have yeah. you seen the trailer from the movie smile that's coming out? So I, I've, I haven't seen a trailer. I've only seen the poster like the for it. Clips of yeah. it. Uh, dude, it looks pretty good. What's like, the gist? I haven't. From what I've seen, this woman meets this. Mm-hmm. She's like a psychiatrist and she's yeah. talking to somebody. And then out of nowhere, she just freaks out and the woman like dies or some shit. Okay. And as that <laughs> happens, like after that happens, she starts noticing that people around her are smiling very menacingly. Oh. And it just seems like a very good psychological thriller. Okay. So it, it looks fun. And I, I, I wonder because there was a, sh- I wonder who, like what it was written about because I want to mm. watch it and be like, oh, I think I've read this because there was a creepypasta years ago that I used to read. Called it was Smile. Called, it was called, um, I think it was called Smile. Um, Oh, funny mouth. Oh, funny mouth. Funny mouth was the okay. Name of yeah, it. and um, I wonder if it's like loosely based on, on that, that, like kind of how like um, what the fuck is it? Channel Zero did mm. a bunch of creepy mm-hmm. stories and shit, like the Candle that, Cove story and shit. I wonder how why more creepy aren't turned into movies. Oh, to this day, it's, uh, it's so hard pal, to figure out I, ownership. The, the 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 story pen pal, <laughs> you can read that online for free, dude. Mm-hmm. Read that. That's some of the best literature I've ever read. All right. And it doesn't make sense that there's no movie that came with it. So I, I actually, now that I said that I'm, I'm actually remembering because I think I've looked, I've looked that up before. So I think it's because there's no way to figure out who owns the stories. I mean, there is like, there totally Uh, is, but who can claim them? Well, yes and no, because it's, it's hard to figure out who is the originator of stuff Mm -hmm. on the internet. 
Because you know anybody can you. be like, I wrote that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I I guess that's kind of why it makes sense. <laughs> um. So all right, dude. Let's let's fucking yeah. Get let's into get it. into it, man. So let me see. Let me pull up a little bit of background on this movie. So the name of the movie that we we did this week was called Perfect Blue. <laughs> it's a uh, 1997 Japanese animated psychological thriller. Uh, it was directed by uh, Satoshi Kon, and it was based on the novel Perfect Blue: Complete Metamorphosis. Yep. Uh, by uh, Yoshikazu Takuchi. Um, There's also a sequel to that book too that that he came out it, later it's on with. Pla- plaid. Yeah, something like that. What's it called? Uh, Paprika. No, no, Paprika is different. So I was actually going to say that something about Satoshi Kon. So Satoshi Kon's like a legend in the anime Mm -hmm. community. He's mostly known for his psychological aspect of his films and stuff like that. This being his Mm -hmm. most famous one. Um, His most famous TV show was on sci-fi for the longest time. It was called Paranoia Agent, which was Uh, a fun. I think um, I've heard of that before, actually. And Paprika was another psychological. It was, it was dream based. It almost kind of had like, if you ever seen uh, Inception, yeah, like it had that kind of feel to it. Okay, but it's um, it's different. This one was the first movie that he made. Uh, yeah, Perfect Blue. And so, um, I'm wondering if you caught some certain things, which I'm going to touch up on this here about a certain director, not this one, mm-hmm. who ripped this film off completely. Ripped it off or paid homage to it? No, he didn't pay homage to it because I got I I I, ha, I know a little bit more about it because the anime community has talked about it a lot. Are you talking about um, uh, fucking fucking Requiem for a Dream? Yeah, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I I thought he was paying because the, no, the fucking paid, tub scene. Yeah, the tub scene. He yeah. paid into he paid Satoshi Khan to use it. Oh, so no he shit. did. Right. But later on, he made a movie called Black Swan. Which well, yeah. So I was actually going to talk about Black Swan. Verbatim is perfect blue, like verbatim. Uh, kind of. I mean, there one's the, a ballet the dancer. The ballet dancer, film actress, used to be a pop idol. It's a, it's a thing. Like Did she used it, to be a pop idol in that. No, in I Black forget Swan? what she. I forget what she wasn't. I think she was always a ballet dancer. She was obsessed with becoming. The like the prima ballerina for that group, yeah, but like the, the grouping the of it and like the like the turn of events. No, I get it. I, like- I I picked that up. That's why. So so all right. So when I was watching this movie, I I forgot about the fact that. Do you want to pause it? No, no, no. I'm good. Right. I forgot about the fact that it was you know like almost thirty years old. Yeah. So I was watching it and I was like, fuck, like I've seen like th- this is like a rehashed story. Like this is something it kind I've seen of. Before. And I was like, well, wait a minute. This movie is from 1997. Yeah. All the shit I've seen with this stuff is is newer than this. So, you know, there's a reason why this shit's in like the Library of Congress and the Criterion Collection yep. and is a legendary movie. So yeah. I get it. Um, Did they ever do a live action of this? No, uh, not that I know of. I feel like I would have seen the live action. If it was I'm a live action one, I would have probably pitched the live action one. But um, I don't know. There's something there's something creepy about horror anime like there really is oh like, for sure there's the thing that makes it so amazing is that there's really not a lot of it like there's this one that's like kind of the the stepping yeah. stone for most <laughs> of it but then everything else is the junji ito collection well, and that's junji like ito, cool there's, there's parasite parasites fucking, fucking awesome great. i'm adding that to my um, list after you made me watch this 
<laughs> uh, Parasite the TV. Can, should we, oh, yeah, I guess we could. No, Parasite the P-A-R-A-S-Y-T. Yeah. yeah. All right. Parasite's fucking great. Yeah, Parasite the Maximum. The live action. Oh, they I did didn't live know that. Oh, oh, I didn't dude, know it's, that. It's sick. Okay, and so I'd watch. I watched the TV show, and TV that's show's a bit. great. Live action movie is dope. Yeah, it's so faithful, <laughs> and it's so creepy. Okay, it's great. All right, I mean Japanese it's horror movies so like they got that down. Like they through. just come from. They just come from such a different angle. Well, yeah, like even like um. What, like the like the classic trope ones that you see, like like Ring and stuff like that. Yeah. Ring's an old story. That's not a new like thing. But it's it, it's so it, it's like that's part of what makes those that's part of what makes that stuff creepy is because it's it's so unfamiliar like to begin with. Like it feels mm-hmm. unfamiliar and it's a scary story on top of it. Like it's a it's a different like approach to things if right. that makes sense Mm-mm, like no, we were you're right like we were talking last week or the week or last episode of the episode before about uh terror firmers from yeah, mars yeah that's another one like i forgot <laughs> I, we were talking about how it was like a no way out scenario it's not i forgot they get like really weird with it and like the uh the crew members all get like super bug powers and mm-hmm, shit i forgot mm-hmm. about that it kind of wrecks the movie for me but at the beginning it's really neat and i'm like fuck like who would have thought like that like the cockroaches that we accidentally brought with us would fucking turn in, but it's turn genius. Into, yeah. yeah. But uh, back to this here. Yeah. Um, so it's directed by Satoshi Kon mm-hmm. fame, like very, 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 very um, influential, influential animator and director. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music score was by Masahiro Ikumi, which I think is the best part of the it's movie. It's great. It is great. It's, it adds like this hot, like it is a scary soundtrack. Super scary. Yep. Um, it's one that I'm currently like enough for me to buy it on vinyl. Kind of. Uh, it's like loved it. Yeah, it's like the best punctuation that they could have possibly put. Mm-hmm. It. It's great. I, I agree with you. It was it was probably the thing I noticed most about it. Yeah. When I was watching it, it was like hearing the 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 score. Uh-huh. And the soundtrack. And not just like, not even just like like obviously like she's a pop idol. They play like the music through it and stuff like that. And that's obviously a pop idol that but did that. Even that stuff but, was had like a creepy kind of feel to it. Exactly. Well, when you first okay. Just to give a little insight on what the movie is yeah, about. Yeah, it's um, it, it's pretty. The thing is, uh, hold on. Um, The movie's about a pop idol turned actress dealing with the stress of her new role. Yeah. She comes in to realize that she has a stalker following her every move. And as the, as the movie progresses, she slowly goes down a downward spiral of insanity. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot to this movie. The way she figures out she has a stalker is awesome. Is so cool. But and knowing the ending. Did you re- see that? Did you see the ending coming, by the way? I did not. Okay. That's another thing, too. And I that didn't, really didn't fucking dawn on me. I didn't read anything about it. I went into it completely cold because I I wanted to, like, experience it, like, as, like, from 1997, like, mm-hmm. when it came out. There was no internet. There's no nothing. So I, I read about no spoilers. I didn't look at Wikipedia. I did nothing. I just started watching the fucking movie. I saw nothing coming. Right. I, I thought it was like a straightforward because that I mean the the guy that they make you think it is they animate him so scary a cartoony looking. villain 
he's so creepy. He's so obviously. He just has like this yeah. giant bulbous. Like, you ever and see like one of those. His um, stupid teeth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he has like one of those eyes. You ever see the fish in the aquarium? Yes. For some reason, their eyes are like just sticking yep. out that big. He has like one of those eyes. Yeah. And the other one is like too small. But the big one is like covered by his scraggly hair. Like yeah. he just looks like a fucking creep. But the thing is, is they really concentrated the story on him. On him. A lot. Yep. And it was just like, and it, but the th- the thing about uh, Mima, the main Spoiler character. Alerts, by the way. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it it's from 97, it yeah, 1997. <laughs> um, it really, really dumbs down like, oh, yeah. is she actually insane or does she actually have a stalker? And we'll talk about that so, in the coming time. The fucking but, screwdriver thing. Maybe yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Once that happens, you're like, oh, this no. Is, this is totally different than what I thought it was. But, um. Let's get into like the what happens in the movie and stuff like that. So, so it starts off. She's an innocent, innocent pop idol, pop idol, just kind of hanging around doing her thing. She's in her dressing room with her with yep. her other pop idol. All of her girls. fans look at her like she's a little kid. And um, she's got a very devoted fan base. Like they like obviously like the name of the band is called Cham. But yeah. she sticks out way more than and the other two else. girls. <clears throat> so. During That's, the scene of the concert, like it goes between um, her manager, Rumi, and her um, lead agent, yeah. uh, Tadako, I think his name is. I'm just going to yeah. call him the manager just to, yeah. just to fucking uh, get that out of the way because he is not really the major of characters. But he, um, cool. they're cool. arguing about uh, Mima becoming an actress and how Rumi is, is, is against it because she puts so much work into Mima. Becoming becoming a, pi- a pop idol, which in <laughs> Japan, like it's not the way pop music is in America in the first place. So they have like these small little idol yep. groups that will play at like um, fairgrounds and malls, malls and stuff yep. like that. And it's really like a billion dollar industry. And they have a devoted fan base, apparently, uh, like, a, a, to the an obsessive of, to the point fan of terror. <laughs> um, so it goes to them <coughs> arguing back and forth. The band Sham is playing. And there's a scene, it's one of my, this is honestly one of my favorite scenes Mm -hmm. in the movie. It's him. It's, he's working security. The, there's a weird guy, he's hunkering down and he does this thing where like he's seeing her through like a, like a, like a rose colored glass and she's got like an aura around her. She's dressed in her like idol garb and stuff. Yeah. Like a, and, um, it almost looks like he's like, exactly. (laughs) So he sees her as like this just pure innocent girl. And at the show, she shit. announces that she's um. This she's will be her the last band. song. A fucking brawl erupts yep. between a group of punks and the fan base and all that. Huge fight. He breaks it up. Yep. The guy. And then she sings her last song and they go about and then it kind of cuts to her going home. And I don't know if you caught this or not, but mm-hmm. when it's. The shots of her walking home and going through the grocery store and stuff. Did you notice the camera is like shaking kind of slightly? Yeah, because she's. I thought she was. Oh, all right. I so, figured it was yeah. like reflecting on her, but it's it's him. It's it's ah, him following gotcha. her. So it took me a while to watch that. Like I've watched it oh. a couple times at this point. So but, w- the fact that it's animated makes me miss a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I it, this needed a this needed a second watch, but I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, dude, I, I don't, a, I don't blame you. I, listen, I don't blame you. Like I just I put this mm-hmm. on here because I, I I truly believe that it's a very underrated uh, gem. Dude, I thought it was great. I honestly did. I thought it was a good movie. I I just had a hard time getting through it because of like physical reasons. Physical like reasons, not yeah. not because 
it's a bad movie. Like it, it's a foreign film. It's in a, it's in a language. I, I don't, I, I couldn't hope to understand yeah. the, and the way that this, like, I think I started to talk about this, but I didn't like the, the animation style made it so that the subtitles were really hard to read. Yeah. I, so I that gotcha, was, that was gotcha. tough, but, but th- um, those were the things that made it difficult. It's not, it was cool. It was really well done. I liked it a lot. Mm. It's just, I, I think it needs a couple of watches so I can like yeah. kind of get a feel for the story better than, before you know so i can actually like read the dialogue yeah 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 but moving on with it so it turns into her house um mima is just kind of hanging out Mm -hmm. reading her fan mail all this things that like you do when you're famous i guess back in 97 1997 so you would actually get like hand fucking mail delivered to you and um she gets a call from her mother they're talking. She explained. Mima explains to her mom that like being a pop idol is very, very suffocating, and it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of mm-hmm. long nights and stuff like that. Yeah. She gets a call on the other line. The call, she answers it, and it's the guy just breathing into the phone, which is mm-hmm. a classic trope, anyway. Yep. So she just hangs up. And the guy's like, "Oh, that's weird." Talks back with her right. mom, and then out of nowhere, she gets a fax that comes in. And it's in big blotched letters, it, like written yeah. like someone used like ink on a pad with their finger and just said, I'm always watching Mima's room. So she gets a little freaked out about mm-hmm. it. Uh, fast forward now, she's on the set of the, mo- of the TV show she works Double on. Double Bind. Double Bind, which yeah. is like a, um, like a CSI Miami, yeah. like um, another like crime show type deal. And um, she has a rough start to it. Like they gave her a bit role that was like two, three lines maybe. Yep. And she's having a hard time with it. And then later <laughs> on the executive producer of the show comes in and Spans. is, yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind of just checking and doing his rounds, but he has fan mail with them for all the actors and stuff. And he's handing it out. And once he gets to Mima, he hands it, he holds it and the fucking letter explodes. It blows up in his hand, blows up in his hand. And, um, Mima freaked out, like just kind of looks around because she knows it's for her, mm-hmm. like explains to her manager and Rumi that like, uh, this is a fucking problem. I got the facts. I'm worried about this. And typical producer fashion, they were like, you know, it's, it kind of comes with the territory yeah. of being a famous person. So it's something you're going right. to kind of have to deal with. You have to deal with it. And um, as she's explaining this and she goes back to her role and everything, she sees the guy from the concert he's just kind of in the background, like just watching her and she notices it. Mm-hmm. Um, later on the night, the roomie, they're all kind of just hanging yep. out, just doing their normal thing. Um, she sets up a website for Mima, like her fan page where people can blog about her and she can blog back. Mima finds it uh, like starts working through it. And then she realizes that the website that she has on isn't the only oh. website. Yeah. So it's her just kind of reading through it and just laughing because somebody is talking about Mima. And then she realizes that all the things that she that, that this person's blogging about is stuff that she actually does. Yeah, it's it's like word for word what she did that day. Like grocery shopping, the exact brand of milk that she would yep. get. The, the the walking off the train, she walks with her like right foot first and yep. she just starts kind of like, Holy I didn't shit. write this. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> so it's pretty clear she's going to yeah. stalk her. And um, so later on, like their manager and stuff like that, she's explaining, like, I have an issue and I need something done about yeah, it. And they're just kind of dismissing her. And um, 
they they just keep bringing up the fact that she is just constantly going to be on the show. They want more time. Um, they like like the producers want more time on the show for Mima. Mima's kind of in between about getting more time in the first place because it's a lot mm-hmm. to bring in right off the plate. Yeah, and um, and she and it it it's a fucking gang rape scene. Oh, that's super creepy. Yeah. Well, that but they tell her about it before she has to go do it. Yeah. And so, she's like, so it's not that this. it's not like she was like they were like oh it's a rape scene it's going to be like kind of a hardcore thing yeah. and they're like talking about it and mm-hmm. um and what she didn't be, know is the, it was a gangbang scene and, and it was like a fucking really really hardcore one and it's it's like it's supposed to symbolize like the end of her innocence completely yeah like she's a completely different person than she was at the beginning and it just drives her stalker to become worse yeah. And yeah. it also kind of does something to her psychologically, too, because she goes home later that night and she's this is a great scene, by the way. And it's actually a very mm-hmm. pivotal scene in the movies yep. when she goes back after the scene and she's kind of happy and she starts feeding her fish. And then she's looking at her mail and she goes back to her fish. She realizes they're all dead. Fish are all dead. She hasn't been home in fucking yep. like weeks. Yep. So she has a fucking conniption fit. Crashes her fucking room. All this shit explaining to her herself. weird little tiny room with all of her stuff in that, it. <laughs> that's like common in so Japan. Weird. Like they don't even have like just so certain apartments don't even have like bathrooms. Bathrooms, in it. super weird. They have like a communal bathroom like on each Which, floor. Whatever. I mean, that's yeah. Not it's like it's like living in a tenement. Dorm. Yeah, yeah. And um, as that's happening, um, there's another version of of Mima like comes out of nowhere and explains to her that she brought this on herself. Mm-hmm. While the real Mima is going to go on to become a pop idol. She starts so now that she starts hallucinating and talking to this version of herself. Mm-hmm. After the scene comes out and everything, the stalker is on his computer typing away. Yeah. And he's speaking in the context of Mima. So you find out yep. that he's the one that did it. He's the one that, ta- that, that started the blog and he's obsessed with the pop idol version of, of yes. Mima. And as he's doing it, you can see the same pop idol version of Mima kind of chatting in his ear yep. and like kind of speaking to him. And that was fuck that threw me off because it, it really kind of like, oh, is this guy real or is it just Mima being fucking out there? But it was the other way around. It, yeah. And Fo- fully, um, fully I do. <laughs> so she does a bunch of press interviews and she ends up getting a shoot with a photographer mm-hmm. who's known to be kind of a sleazebag. He talks Terry, he, Terry Richardson, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, he kind of forces, he, he tries to force her to do a nude, nude shoot and she locks herself in the bathroom, having a panic attack yep. and all that stuff. And, um, the, uh, the, the photographer is kind of like chirping her as she's in the bathroom. Yeah. So she reluctantly does the scene and she does the shots. They all come out in the magazines and stuff. So everybody sees what she is and she kind of starts going down this depressive spiral Mm -hmm. later on. It shows the executive producer of the TV show going into the, um, the parking garage, which I love this fucking scene so much. It, um, them go, he shows him going into it. Um, his parking spot's covered in blood for some reason. Yeah. And it's not, it, like he just kind of looks around just like, what the fuck is going on? All of a sudden, in like the distant background, he can hear the song uh, from Cham, the band that yep, she used band. to be in. And he's kind of looking around and he's getting nervous and he goes to the elevator and he hits the button 
elevator comes down and as it's coming down you can hear the music just get louder really louder. louder and louder and louder and he's like what the fuck is going on the thing opens there's a little tiny a pink boom box pink boom box just <laughs> kind of hanging and he's just confused staring at it <clears throat> and then the next scene it shows the doors opening on the fifth floor and his eye like someone brutalized this guy yeah, Rip, just gouged his eyes murdered out murdered the shit out of him, him <laughs> fucking way dead um yeah, he is uh he is mutilated completely. And you don't see who it was yeah. that did it at all. There's not even a not even like Giallo see who it did it. it yeah. No, it just kinda it, he was alive and then he wasn't, and it yep. just kinda brought back to it. Which that scene also too, I don't know if you noticed this. Did you see like the 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 shining trope that No, which one? Up? Which part? So the floor of the elevator is red. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. the whole elevator's red itself, and then just the boom box, and then it's it's the the, the, the blood filled elevator. Yep. Yeah. And um. And the blood all in his parking spot. So Mia <clears throat> hears about the murder is immediately yep. freaked the fuck out. Yep. And immediately just like in this catatonic state, she thinks that she fault. has something to do with it. Well, is she because she the stalkers. It's clearly about her. Yes. And now people are talking about it. Like everybody on the set, just like, oh, that's like this. Since this girl came on, like things have been fucking really odd. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward a little bit longer. Um, she sees the nude photos that came out in the magazine and everything. And it shows the, the photographer kind of hanging out in his house later on. And he orders a pizza yeah. and the delivery driver goes over. He goes to hand the delivery driver the money. He, the, the delivery driver drops it. And as he goes to go pick it up, she just, you just see a fucking ice pick just right, right in the eye. eye. Yep. And he just fucking, it, it made me happy because it just reminded me of like a Dario Argento scene yes. where they just like, they see the hand come down, just stabbing yep. him. Right in the face. And then it just goes and he runs behind his desk and then the, the, goes like, to pick up the, the murderer falls, follows him and just starts stabbing him. And with every stroke, you kind of see like the hood come up off her and it turns out to be Mima yep. doing it. So... The next morning, her manager calls her, and she is fucking out of it. Like, there's mm -hmm. just nothing real about her anymore. Like, yep. There's so many different de dream sequences that it, it, the, the movie transitions yeah, really real hard weird. at this point. And it's really hard to explain. The only way to kind of explain it is if you watch to get an idea, but it flips between shots of her at work, waking up, going home, going to bed and then she'll blink and she's already working again and kind of going back and forth. And yeah. Like, like fucking moon Knight. Exactly. <laughs> that one, yeah. Uh, and I noticed there, she starts to see the, the character more and more, more and more. And it's always talking about the real meme of this, the real yep. meme of that. And, the, and that's when she gets attacked by the stalker yeah. himself. At the, and he calls her an imposter and he wants to eliminate the imposter. Mm hmm. And she picks up a hammer out of nowhere. And then this nice little, the fuck little fucking detail in it. He keeps <clears> claiming <throat> that the real Mima talks to him every night. Yep. And it's still like when it happens, you're like, oh, well, this is it goes. It's it's her fighting herself. Yeah. Or it's and him all being this crazy. or him being crazy. And then when she picks up the hammer and fucking hits him, you realize, oh, he's fucking real. Yeah. So he just gets he passes out. Yep. Rumi comes into the into the studio and she's just like ripped and tattered and yep. like just a fucking mess. And she's like, she comes out, but the guy's body's gone. Like it's nowhere to be found. Yeah. He, he, he disappeared. He ran away. So meme is freaked out. They go back to her apartment 
And on the drive there, Rumi says, it's okay. We're going to go back to, to your room. Mm-hmm. Brings her into her room. She passes out for a little while. Yep. And Rumi is just kind of cooking dinner in the other room. And when Mima wakes up, she kind of like, is just kind of looking around and shit like that. And she goes over to go feed her fish. And then she realizes like these fish are still alive and looks around the room. I don't know if you noticed this, but the room is mirrored. Oh, the opposite of what her actual room is. So it, um, she finds out she's not in her, um, she's not in her room. She's in, in, she turns around to see Rumi in a, in a, in a meme costume. In a meme costume. And the With thing the most is. most realistic mask <laughs> you could possibly think of. It's kind of ridiculous. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. And uh, like the thing is, is she's explaining that the real Mima has always been her and yep. like all this shit. But what's cool about that scene is you can see Rumi in the corner and mm-hmm. she's her normal self just wearing a dress. But when it shows her talking, it's the, the pop it's idol. the pop Mima. idol, yeah. So they do a back and forth and then she brings out the ice pick and she stabs Mima in the, in the chest. Yep. Mima fights her off and then they run away, they run away across to the, the, to the, the Tokyo fucking rooftops, <laughs> which is a nuts scene too. Yeah, it's wacky. And, um, and they get out into the street, they get out into the street. And the, another scene about that too, is like, it shows like, as she's like kind of walking and stuff mm-hmm. like that, she's like prancing and almost dancey looking. Yep. But you see the reflection of her in windows and she's just a fat fucking gross mess, like just chasing this woman. Yeah, it's awful. Um, So Mima, the actual Mima, runs to it in front of a department store in front of a busy street. Um, Rumi attacks her one last time and Mima grabs the wig off of her and rips Rips it it off. And then she has a bad conniption fit. She starts to disassociate. Well, she, she throws, so they broke, they broke the window. Yes. And she rips the wig off of her and throws it into the, uh, into the store that she'd broken the window Mm -hmm. and she grows, she freaks out, goes to grab the wig and Mima fucking pushes her and she falls on a big giant jagged piece of glass. Stabs like right through her. Cuts her wide open. She stumbles out into the street. And she goes to pick the wig up, puts it back on. Then you finally see her back as the pop idol Mima. There's a speeding truck coming down the street. And she just stands up as she's like on stage and she thinks it's like a spotlight. Yep. And then Mima saves her at the last second. And the very ending of the film, it's literally just um, Rumi in the mental ward. Mm -hmm. And it's a year later. And Mima is... um, Visiting her just to see how she's doing. And yeah. the doctors explain she has di- disassociative identity disorder. Um, all these different things and that the old person that she was was mm-hmm. just gone now. So Mima walks out of the hospital and there's two nurses talking about like, oh, that looks like the Crazy. Mima, the actress, like the like the award winning actress. And one of the nurses goes, she goes, no, th- th- there's no way uh 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 famous person like that would even be caught dead here. She, there must be a lookalike or an mm-hmm. imposter. And as she gets into her car, she just looks in her rear view at the two women and just goes, I'm just me. And just drives off. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. But it's, so there's a lot I didn't describe there in the, in, in there's the a long description itself. though. Cause it needed it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's there's so much to this movie. It's 
like you were talking about, <clears throat> like you were talking about, there's just like the, so uh, you can't be sure if the guy who was her stalker was a crazy guy or if Rumi was dressing up. So and going I didn't to his talk house. about that either. So yeah, yeah Rumi was dressed up so as her of, and of going to her, her yeah. house. So the, the, the stalker was actually real. Like he was a hundred percent there, but he's a red herring in the story is essentially what it is. Rumi mm-hmm. being the main antagonist essentially. Right. Um, that was another thing too. When they talk about like the manager and stuff like that, uh, he actually ends up getting killed at some point as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, that's like the big reveal that the stalker was real because he slumps over and you see the yeah. dead body of the, of the stalker the stalker. Yep. And it was roomy the whole time. But, yeah. um, it's a movie that oh, is man. really, really hard to follow. If you're not sitting and watching it the whole yeah, time, you gotta be attentive to it. And it is just something. So I liked it. I thought it was, uh, it was interesting. It was a cool approach to the, that type of, uh, a storyline. um, you know, like I said, I mean, I had my difficulties watching it. It was the context of what it was. What it was. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I can see where a lot of stuff is derived from that. Um, and it's, it's great. It, it's just, it's, it's really well done. It's good. I just gotta, I, I gotta watch it again. Cause I need to like, yeah, follow it's, along a little it's, more a, it. it's not, I wouldn't even say it's a slow burn cause it really isn't. It actually is just, all the way through, there's mm-hmm. something going on. Um, what I really like about it, honestly, the most is the soundtrack. It added a really amazing atmosphere yeah. to it. And um, I think the message behind this movie is more so what I like the most. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it just seems like, um, like, w- w- it's even more prevalent today with, like, people, like, like, social like like social media influencers and everything like yeah it, it has a lot to do with the person you are and the avatar you put out oh and everybody's obsessed with the identity of the avatar but no one really knows who you who are you actually and are. it kind of be- like perfect blue beckons the question of what happens when your identity <laughs> starts you stop shaping your identity and your identity starts shaping you yeah and what can you do to change it yeah, I can see that. So who you are is never who you put out, essentially. Right. And you don't even really know who you are. And other people start out. controlling mm-hmm. who you are at that point. Um, so uh, that's what I do like about it. There were the scenes like the like the like chase the, the rooftop scene and the the street scene I thought was great. The the bathtub scene we talked about that Darren Aronofsky like yeah, kind of ripped off a little bit. He used it's like um, a shot for shot remake. But yeah, like I, I know what you're talking about. It's a movie. Like what I don't like is you have to be dedicated to this movie. Yeah. Like, like wholesomely and trying to fucking pitch a Japanese anime to somebody <laughs> is so fucking tough because it's, it's very such a niche. niche thing. Yeah, it really it's is. So it's so niche. It's a, it's cause it's, it's always been like associated with like nerdy stuff. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, it, that's me to a fucking T though. But, like, instead <laughs> of, but instead of people appreciating it, appreciating it for what it is, people are like, oh, that's Japanese animation. Yeah. It's not, and it's not another cool. thing I don't like about it is the dubbing and the dubbing and subbing of it. It's like you said, it is tough to follow if you don't. Yeah. So I, I haven't, I haven't watched the English version yet. Yeah. It's, you're, you're going to be like, oh, this is fucking like, it's just so yeah. cut and dry. But so I, 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 I think I know what you mean. Like we were talking about the, uh, 
it's hard to um, convey the same stuff in English that you would with mm-hmm. the Japanese sound, just what it sounds like. So did you guys know, did you know that Madonna used clips of Perfect Blue in a remake of, in a remix of one of her songs? No, I didn't. What song was and that? She, uh, what it feels like for a girl is the song, and she used in the background on of the stage for her tour in 2001 was like a bunch of perfect blue clips. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. That's she's, apparently she's a neat. huge fan of the of this fucking movie. Oh, she's that's like fucking really neat. I mean, it. she. I mean, I, I'm not yeah. a fan of her so much, but like that her, is fucking neat. Her weird zombie um, face. So would I watch it again? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, have, I, I have multiple to. times. That's the thing is like, it's a movie you may not like when you first watch it, but the more you watch it and start kind of catching things, you're yeah. like, oh, like I never noticed that before. Yeah, I, I, I have to watch it again. I need to like kind of give it a more fair shake. So um, I think. But what would you actually do you mind if I go first on the rating? Because no, it. it's kind of I already know mine's high. I'm giving this a solid nine and a half. It's one of my favorite right. movies of the genre. Um, I don't think it's talked about enough, mm-hmm. but like you said, it's, it's, it is niche. And I, it's yeah. one of those movies I'm open to the idea of people not liking it because of what it is, of what it is. And you have to get used to that. I'm already used to that. I've been watching anime for years, so it, it's nothing new. I gotcha. I, I dude, I, I like anime. I appreciate it for what it, I appreciate it for what it is. Like I had a, I had a really good friend growing up who was really into that stuff. And I, I would always like kind of give it a chance. Yeah. Shit. Like you know, Yanni. Um, yeah, he, I believe I have. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He, but he's he's really into that stuff, and he kind of like he always watched like Dragon Ball Z and shit, and he would always try and get us into it. But there's some stuff like this that uh, I I kind of got into. But I've always you know gravitated towards horror. No, anywhere, I know. anywhere you can find horror you. is cool. So I mean, the fact that like there's an entire industry in Japan dedicated to animated horror is fucking cool. Man. I'll give you some good sh- t- like, like anime shows yeah. that'll, uh, that you'll really like, like the Higarashi series. I think you'd be really into cause that's super fucked. Like, dude, you, you sent me that, that, uh, that comic, like what was it? The, the forest tiger or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. That was so that too. was a Korean manhwa, yeah. but that, <laughs> yeah, that that's one was good. Shit. That was fucking dope too. That was awesome. <laughs> Uh, that was uh, really what, would good. You, what would you give the the movie itself? Just so, wondering. so unfairly because I, I I feel like I need to watch this another time in order to like really appreciate for appreciate it for what it is. I, I'm gonna give it like a solid six and a half. Okay, I, I go, respect that. I'm just glad, I'm just glad you didn't say like one. No, because I didn't. I liked it. I thought it like reading more about it afterwards made me appreciate it more. I was really annoyed watching it. Because of what I talked about, like it was hard. It was like physically difficult for me to watch the movie. And I was like, fuck. Just wondering, did you ever see Antichrist with Willem Dafoe? I have not seen that. Okay. That movie and this movie, Uh I kind of, I like just like the shine, I would put it in that because you is such an uncomfortable watch. Yeah. When you watch that. But, and it is so aesthetically like just slow. Uh, Who is that dude? That, who did that movie? Uh, Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier, yeah, because he did like Nymphomaniac and great movies too. By the way, what was what was the other one that he did? Dude, Willem Dafoe's got like a sick dong. It's fucking <laughs> that's nuts. What, that's what they say. <laughs> uh, but no, the six and a half, I I appreciate but that. That's but, uh, but that's not even a fair. I I I'm not even gonna call that a fair rating because I I've only seen it once over the course of like five days. 
Mm. I like, and it was broken up and I, I really started to appreciate it more after I, after I started reading about it more. I think I need to watch both versions. Right. To catch all the dialogue and kind of appreciate. Well, you also, if you appreciate the story <laughs> of that, you'll appreciate Satoshi Khan too, because yeah. he has more work that is not similar to this, mm-hmm. but it has the same kind of movement feel. Yeah. Paprika gotcha. is, is completely cool. Yeah, it's completely off the way. It's a big turn from this one compared to uh, Perfect Blue. I'll have to check that one out too then. Yeah. But, all right, man. So, yeah, six and a half for me. Yeah, and that's a nine nine and a half half. for me. I mean, it's going to be one of those movies I I carry with me. Like, it really did, like, when I first watched it. I was very young when I first watched it, too. Mm -hmm. So, that has something to do with it. It's like just, it's it's something I've always liked. Well, dude, I I appreciate it for what it is. And uh, I am going to tell you so we on our wheel of films here we replaced um we replaced perfect blue with baskin okay right so baskin's on there for you um and i'm hoping it pops up with one of mine this week i really do you need to get a fucking hit eventually (laughs) like i'm 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 i want to put all my chips on the void I want to do I, that movie. I so do too. Bad. I want to do the void or satanic panic. Yeah. I haven't seen satanic oh, panic dude, either. It's great. So that's, it's, that's it's, great. Even, even howl howls on there too. Howl was fun. So, so my four movies on here are the void, satanic panic, porno and howl. Uh, yours are last shift Baskin, Lake Mungo and event horizon. Uh, and then the three wild cards are Tim's got American psycho Craig's silly uh, predator watch party. And then uh, ugh, the, our sadistic listeners put 13 ghosts on here for us. Yeah. They, they, they sure like trash us, movie. That is fucking, <laughs> it's not a trash movie where it's just like a dude, oh. that one, like that's like a basic bitch movie. It's, Look, oh, it's the fucking Zodiac. I love the fucking Zodiac. Oh my God. Oh man. That movie Shut made up. Me want to die. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I thought the setting and the, the set was really cool for that movie. Like the way, because you know, most of the house was practical. I didn't that know movie, that. Yeah, I thought that dude, was all like digital. No, dude. The only thing that was digital was that fucking weird What's clockwork What's the fucking thing? budget on that movie? It was outrageous. It had outrageous. been. You've Insane. seen it. So that was all real. Yeah, yeah they, they built the house. They built the fucking house. Yeah. That is nuts. I didn't yeah, the, know that. That makes set, me appreciate it a little oh, bit. Oh, big more. time. That's the only reason why I don't hate it. It's the only reason why I I, I let And and the jackal's just sick. Like yeah. fucking yeah. so cool. And the 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 suicide lady, she's pretty fucking terrifying. She got like sick ghost titties and stuff. Oh, yeah, but she's also fucking scary looking. <laughs> she's scary looking. She's creepy. All right, so All let's right. spin the wheel, Raggedy uh, Man. Come on, void, 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 void. All right, so we gotta void. Hit record. All right, so it is going. All right, so. It doesn't make a difference. It's fine. Porno. Nice. We got one of us. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to watch porno this Sick. week. So uh, porno is a Fangoria original. Yep. It was made by the by Fangoria, and uh, I think you can watch it on Shudder. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get it on uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime for yep. a, I think it's like two bucks. Yeah, for it's the fucking, cheap. It's a good. It's it, it kind of falls in the horror comedy. Yeah, aspect. It, it, it's good. It's yeah, fucking it's, good. It's a fun watch. I think I think Tim will actually like this one. Yeah, he'll actually sit and watch it. So yeah. So <laughs> next up is uh, is porno, which is gonna look really weird. On the <laughs> we on watch the porno. Yeah, dude. 
So, yeah, this has been uh, the third installment of uh, Neck and Chubby Talk Scary Stuff. Yeah, until next time, buds. See you guys. See ya.